We're doing it again. This is I Hear I See Radio episode 129. This is the February 2024 edition of the program, which in recent months has become a monthly feature on the Rock Hard Caucus podcast feed. I don't need to do the whole history in every episode, but it used to be a real live radio show weekly on KRUI in Iowa City. It is uh, Valentine's Day today. We're celebrating love all around the world (laughs) and what better way to do that than to talk about uh art here in iowa city the love of all people all around the world (laughs) and today i am uh talking with a friend of mine uh welcome to my living room emma it's i haven't been before it's lovely i didn't know that you had like color coordinated your your Mm. records down here oh yeah i bet you i bet you will like that series uh this is a, a series of vinyl that uh, I got for my wife years ago as a mm. gift, um, mostly for the aesthetic. The the, ra- the, the rainbow gradient is the very nice. The great men of music. Right? <laughs> yes, the series is called yeah. the great men of music. <laughs> as we all know, men are uh, the greatest at composing music. <laughs> yeah, I, I was once told that there were in fact no women who make classical music. So yeah, well, let's name them. Uh, the women that is. Uh-huh. Every wo- name every woman, Justin. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, uh, I heard you're a big fan of women. Name one. <laughs> uh, we'll get into a, a woman that I know both of us are a big fan of. Maybe we'll save that for later, once we've uh, found a lull in the conversation. All right. But let me properly introduce you. Um, and conversationally, I'm going to call you Emma. That's if fine. I say yeah, your name. totally okay. But artist name. I'm reading this bio from mdennymusic.com. I do not remember updating, so that's we'll what, see. Uh, that's what most people say when I pull up their bio on their website when I do this show. is like, I don't know what's there at all. So, so it's fun for everyone involved. There's surprises uh, for both sides of the conversation. M. Denny is a sound artist, electronic musician, guitarist, writer, and occasionally lies about being a composer. Her practice focuses on the use of ritualized, repetitive action, engaging technology, and destructive, uncontrollable recording processes. Engaging technology. (laughs) Fuck. That's a little vague. (laughs) Stupid fucking, like, artist statement bullshit. Yeah, it's like you gotta put some words in here in some order, you know? Uh, Uncontrollable recording processes as ways of engaging with memory, self, and the construction of our pasts and histories. I like that. Uh, Called... And there's some quotes here. So this is this is things that people have called you, Emma. Mm-hmm. Haunting, crushing, and violently joyful. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that was that last one was the LA Times once. That oh, was that was awesome. Rad. Yeah, that's the best great. review I've ever gotten. Uh M's work looks to build aural spaces for raw, vulnerable intimacy. Her long running project, The Water Will Come, uses poetry and performance texts to examine our relationships to nature and relates ideas of queer experience through the discovery of the self as nature. That's all hyphenated. Self as nature. Yeah. The concept. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to skip a little bit of this and get uh, this last part, because it has something I forgot about that I think you told me once. Mm -hmm. Born in Iowa. I was. I was. (laughs) M grew up in the Washington, D.C. area, received a BM in jazz studies from Shenandoah University, and holds an MFA in composition and performance from California Institute of the Arts. Uh, colloquially known as Cal Arts, where she studied with Michael John Fink, Wolfgang von Schweinitz. Wolfgang von Schweinitz. We can get into Wolfgang. He's a wild guy. Uh, And Michael Pizarro. Uh, I need to update that. Michael Pizarro Lou, hyphenated, Mm. got married and does the hyphen now. All right. Uh, She's currently pursuing a PhD, but that may be a subject that we avoid. Please. (laughs) anything but i'm i'm dissertating as we speak and i would like to die are you loving it (laughs) (laughs) right so i knew that you uh you grew up in dc mostly Mm -hmm. i had forgotten that you were born in iowa where was that uh in in iowa city in iowa city proper um in the early 90s my dad was like a city planner a lot of the like early like bike infrastructure Mm. in iowa city he designed oh okay well that's yeah that's great lived here and then lived in in coralville over on holiday all right yeah 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 this is this is the correct place to live in the area (laughs) if you ask me That that is uh, really interesting. So, like, mm-hmm. you are currently an artist in Iowa City, but mm-hmm. you have 
you have claim to like important infrastructure here. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> just a, uh, just an interesting historical fact. Um, yeah. So you are, uh, I, I know you as like a, a guitarist mm-hmm. primarily. Right. That's what I started Maybe. off as. Maybe not I think. primarily, but well, well, like rarely. I feel like I've played like two guitar sets in mm-hmm. Iowa City ever, right? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah so I just think like... I've seen you holding a guitar once, actually. So yeah. I guess I don't primarily know <laughs> you as that. <laughs> Which is, I'm I'm trying to get back into it more because it's nice to have something like against you that you can mm. play, right? You play the saxophone, you yeah, understand, yeah. right? Yeah, but um, it's nice to hold a, a, a tool. Yeah, yeah. How I started getting into like being a capital m musician that makes capital m music was with was through jazz and sort of i got like i i, I found out about like django reinhardt when mm. i was like a freshman in high school and yeah. i'm like oh this rules yeah, let's rocks, do that yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> and then i did for a while and got a degree in it and sort of found the world of jazz and academic settings to be pretty horrifying to the point to the point where i um went to cal arts and did whatever the fuck you do at cal arts right instead. yeah yeah right. What, what did they say you got here you got an mfa there i did get an mfa in composition there. and performance okay. yeah and that's working yeah. with like that's a little less boxed in than yeah. jazz right yeah that that's the the weird if you if you're an improviser who doesn't do jazz that's what you do mm-hmm. you the that but sort of like working with Wolfgang, who's the guy, one of the guys who helped develop the Helmholtz Ellis pitch notation oh, and okay. does all the just intonation stuff. Michael Pizarro, who's sort of a, have you ever like Vondelweiser as a, a term? Yeah, yeah yes. is, is sort of one of the core Vondelweiser composers. So I they're don't know just much like, about that, but I've heard the term. The Vondelweiser vibe is like this piece is an hour long and it has twelve notes in it. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like sustained notes. It'll just be like, well, what if we hit the glockenspiel once every forty-eight seconds? And then there's a recording of a forest, <laughs> and that's the piece. Mm-hmm. So is it sort of uh, is is the intention that it's like long form with just a few things? It's sort of in that space. Yeah, in in the sort of and and um, Michael would talk a lot about Cage. Cage is a mm-hmm. big deal for Michael, right? John Cage, um, right. sort of continuing on in the. Th- thought tradition about like what does space mean what Mm -hmm. what does filling space in music mean what does the lens of music do to everyday experience and everyday listening practice things like that right right uh i am playing a show at public space one close house on march 20th with a quartet from minneapolis called short americans and they told me that Vondelweiser is an important part of what they do. Yeah. So that's I think, why I know. I think a couple of them term. are sleeping on my floor that night. <laughs> it, has that been? Yeah. Okay, awesome. Thank you for helping out with that, by the way. <laughs> we'll talk about how weird Michael is. It'll be great. <laughs> Love that guy. Uh, I've never felt more like I'm going to die than I was in like the backseat of Michael's car driving to like something in downtown LA. And he's like one <laughs> hand looking over the entire time, weaving through traffic. Yeah. I'm just like, what the hell, man? <laughs> So you lived in LA for like a few years, right? Before, about, like right before you came here. Yeah, before I came yeah. here for about five five years. Okay, that sounds right. I've visited a handful of times. I like that place, but it seems like it would be hard to live. There. Yeah the the thing that I always say is I I love all of the people and all of the things that are in LA and would prefer if it was somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about that location that you dislike? Well, the fact that you can like drive for two hours and still be in Los Angeles yeah. crushes your mind in <laughs> yeah, such yeah. a unique way. Yeah, the sprawl and the, yeah. the dense, dense traffic seems yeah, and like for unbearable. For three years after I finished my MFA, uh, we'll do some lore here. I worked <laughs> uh, in a weird part of uh, Universal Music's whole mm-hmm. thing in this 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 uh, department called Advanced Operations, which was their like in house tech <laughs> their, stuff. Uh, their private military <laughs> well right like you say that but these were the people doing like starting to do the ai music shit yeah, it's yeah. just like we all quit because of that eventually oh, yeah. right so it's just like disgusting yeah <laughs> um but my drive was an hour each way every day and yeah. it was like i listened to a lot of music because of that but it was also like destroyed my soul and harmed me permanently <laughs> yeah the, the commute uh the most precious part of any american's day oh yeah 
all right, great men of music. You've listed Django Reinhardt, John Cage. Mm. Uh, I have. The the woman that I was alluding to earlier, I know that uh, we share... There could be like four people. I'm so curious. <laughs> I know that we share uh, some love for Wendy Carlos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I have... I told this story to friend of the pod sarah ann the other day um i should interview her on this oh yeah she'd be great um or them i don't remember i think her it doesn't matter (laughs) it matters to me (laughs) it matters what i say yeah right it it, it does matter very (laughs) frankly it does matter but also (laughs) podcasts have editing that's true yeah Um, i'm leaving all this in anyway no i uh to, to give a little bit of a personal story, I was, I think, 12 or 13 years old when the first time I saw Tron. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not like the best score in the world or right. anything, right? But it was the first time I was ever watching a movie and be like, oh, the music is part of what makes the places in this work. Absolutely, the music yeah. is a really integral part to how I, watching this movie, understand the movie, right? And understand the world and understand how it all works. Yeah. And then I got to the credits of that movie, and I was like, who did the music for it? And it's like, Wendy Carlos. I'm like, who's this Wendy Carlos person? Oh! (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot there. (laughs) Wait, what is being trans? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was... Yeah, she was like the first, like, real person I was aware of who transitioned. Yeah. Well, right, like, I'm I'm playing this piece um, in... When is that show? March 4th? Let me I look at my right. own your, poster. Your drone show? Right? Yeah, my drone show. Um, I think it's the 4th. Yeah. I'm playing this piece, 1967, which is about sort of, it's taking a, a weird delay system that Pauline Alvarez came up with mm-hmm. in 1967. Oh, there's and, another woman. Yeah, right? I was like, it could be Pauline. <laughs> you could mean Pauline, because Pauline's rad as hell. But, yeah. um, and then taking some of Wendy Carlos's tuning system stuff and her like early synth design stuff and running it through Pauline's whole like delay brain oh, okay. situation. Yeah, it's a very cool combo. Yeah. Yes, it is March 4th. Uh this is also Oh, it's in Cloudhouse. It's right? in Cloudhouse, yeah. Okay, March 4th. Which is heated now. There it, it, is. it is heated I, now. Yeah, I went to a Feed Me Weird Things show there a couple weeks ago and uh, there was heat and it was I was sweating. I had to take my coat off. Wasn't is... that Screamo prom? Wasn't that that night? Uh, yes, it was. <laughs> yeah. 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 Although the Feed Me Weird Things was surprisingly well attended despite the competition. Yeah. Uh, so March 4th, Cloud House, uh, now with Heat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> M. Denny, Christine Burke, and... Uh, I have never asked Brie how to pronounce her last it, name. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> it's either Senior or Senior. I want to say it's Senior, but... Wow, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Bree, Bree Senior. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, we're we're making a lot of mistakes today. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it's her I, it's her debut show, and I'm stoked for oh, everyone awesome. to hear That's that. Great, yeah. uh, it's it's going to be beautiful stuff. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I pulled up Sarah Ann's Instagram. It mm-hmm. says she they. So well, we're, we're in the both clear. right. <laughs> we're we're all good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the Tron soundtrack was kind of your your first encounter with Wendy Carlos. With Wendy. I remember. I, you know, I'm fairly certain I heard an excerpt of Wendy Carlos's collaboration album with Weird Al when I was in elementary school, though I wouldn't have been aware of her really. <laughs> That's the, the I, I have physical copies of pretty much every one of her albums except that. That's one, a rarity. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they they collaborated on a a retelling of Peter and the Wolf, which is uh, mm-hmm. very interesting. It's a really like how did they yeah, how did that together? even happen yeah, but also really like weird. of course this would happen yeah it makes sense but it's like i don't i don't know the details i've never read anything about like how they met yeah and and it's and like it's not like wendy gives interviews right 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 pretty uh reclusive person yeah um and then well i remember her coming up in some like uh 20th century like theory class of mine mm-hmm. and and like learning more about oh yeah she she used to have a different name oh, that's yeah interesting. yeah this is what's this all about <laughs> yeah yeah Who, who's 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 this woman with the fake sideburns in this video they make everyone watch <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're fake they're fucking glued on it's the funniest thing in the world i remember exactly <laughs> what you're talking about yeah the the pre-transition wendy <laughs> or, or pre-coming it's not, out yeah exactly because yeah, yeah, she yeah. she like started transitioning in 1967 right so it's a whole like yeah yeah things Sorry, were i know too many certainly things about Wendy Carlos. <laughs> uh i know that i i listened mm-hmm. to uh the soundtrack from the shining in high school 
Maybe that's the first thing I heard of hers. Yeah, her and that, that's one. There. That's one of the ones that and Tron are sort of the most like available. Of, and mm-hmm. I guess Switched on Bach are sort of the right, most of like course, available yeah. of her work. Sort of past that, it gets pretty difficult to find. She did stuff for Clockwork Orange, also. She did stuff for yeah. Clockwork Orange. Um, so yeah, so those are sort of the the three films that she's really known for for working on. Yeah. You were talking about her uh, uh, tuning her experiments. Her tuning stuff. Is it a... Uh, oh God, what's the album called? It's like, got like Beast in the title. Yeah, Beauty in the Beast. Beauty in the Beast, right? Yeah. yeah. I remember finding a copy of that um, mm-hmm. probably 10 years ago and listening to it at work and just like... Ooh, yeah. a whole new world. <laughs> yeah, opening up in my mind. Well, that's a I I do I sometimes like guest lecture in like post tonal theory classes and mm. stuff, and I bring. Uh, she has like her own her own version of like the instruments of the orchestra like thing, but it's just about different things that synthesizers can do. Oh yeah, I've listened and, to that. And yeah. the last bit of that is talking about tuning, and so I, mm-hmm. I usually play that in my lecture when I'm trying to like introduce people to JI and just intonation and right. and things right. like that. Of course, her system isn't, but it's a whole thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I remember I was, uh, uh, I've been teaching freshman music theory mm-hmm. for the past few months, and like the first few days, I'm having to like go back and try to put myself in their shoes. Like I don't know any of the things that I now know. Yeah, and like I, I I'll like accidentally say something like, "Oh, you know, twelve tone equal temperament." And they're like, "Yeah," oh, and they're like, "What the fuck is that? What's <laughs> a temperament? <laughs> what are we talking about?" And even I don't know that I could answer that question. <laughs> like, raise your hand, <laughs> Professor Comer. What What's a fourth? <laughs> right, like, right, what they, are you talking about? <laughs> they They know about half steps and whole steps. Yeah, they, they, they're a, not really a, a uh, decent enough place to start. <laughs> right. Yeah. Not that there's anything yeah. wrong with them not knowing about. Uh, the the development of the pianoforte and the <laughs> the standardization <laughs> yeah, yeah. of twelve tone equal temperament they shouldn't know yeah about that. and the standardization of twelve tone temperament as like an an artifact of like the industrial revolution and sort of like the expansion of capital and shit right it oh, just wow, gets wild yeah, yeah. there's there's yeah. a lot there uh maybe we should play some music though yeah um, do um, we want to switch over to your laptop i've yeah. also got your Bandcamp pulled up if we want to um, play anything what's on Bandcamp? um how how do we want something like that goes hard or something not out of the gate <laughs> we can go hard i don't know why not um go to iowa uh that iowa salation mixtape which is not oh on yeah my, it's not on yours yeah. but i can find that yeah <laughs> i'm also not i don't use the name that's on there anymore <laughs> Iowa Salation was a like uh, Iowa noise music compilation. Yeah, it was a ton of people because it was like 2020, 2021. Did it come out in 2020 or did it not come out until 2021? I the don't band remember. Camp says 2022, but that may have been after the physical release. I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, but but a bunch of us were just like, well, if we aren't having shows, let's just do get everyone we can to put one track on something and put yeah. it out. Yeah, it's got uh, friends of mine, including Mall of America, Bob Bucko Jr people that i've worked with before uh you are known as lithops on this yes i was saying that right uh yeah um which is from a mountain goat song oh really okay (laughs) it's from there's a there's a song on all hail west texas called absolute lithops effect wow i don't remember so lithops (laughs) are lithops are those like tiny little uh like cactuses that look like rocks okay yeah yeah that's what that is and that was just like an arbitrary choice of yours um i mean i i i I vibed with that and it's sort of so if em admitting how much she likes the mountain goats (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) Yeah. i mean they're they're great um um, that's the that's the song that's just like i need a a a little bit of what water and courage and tender mercy tender mercy tender Mm. mercy right and just like ah that's a vibe i'm into that (laughs) yeah it's coming back to me a little bit yeah I definitely have listened to that album. Uh, Lithops and the name of the track, it looks like tr- Trinitite. Trinitite. So, Trinitite. Is that I, a rock of some kind? It is. <laughs> do we want? Do I want to explain that before or after? Uh, let's say after. Cool. All right. So everyone go into this with the knowledge that it's called Trinitite. And then in six minutes, maybe you'll find out what Trinitite is. <laughs>
That was Trinitite by Lithops. Lithops, who I'm L- looking L- Lithops, at right now. who is M. Denny and does not use <laughs> Lithops for anything yeah. anymore. Is there a reason you stopped using them? Um, I honestly wanted to start putting stuff out under my own name, if mm-hmm. that makes sense, right? Sure, and yeah. sort of um, not have that kind of distance. Right. I was right. about to say, yeah, it's right. like, like a even, separation. Yeah. Even like M, which isn't which isn't the name that I go by a lot of my friends, is a name that I've used and I used to use quite a lot, right? So it's right, just right. like, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. Is there a, is there a reason behind the M to Emma shift also? Uh, yeah, sure is empowering when all of your um, arrest warrants say Emma on them. <laughs> 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 and do we want to tell people what a Trinitite is? Yeah, um, Trinitite is uh, this little thing that you find out in the Utah desert. It looks sort of like um, sea glass. It's sort of mm. that like faint kind of green yeah. color, and it's translucent. And it's um, leftover material from the Trinity nuclear tests. Ah, um, So right. what happened was that the nuclear tests happened, and it forced all of this sand and dirt and grit in the ground up into the air and melted it so it essentially rained molten glass and wow. it's that's what's left <laughs> that's a cool rocks. thing that, that they did <laughs> yeah real cool <laughs> John, fuck <laughs> um so that that was a uh, part of the iowa salation iowa noise compilation which is an incredible compilation i Some good people stuff go check that sure, out yeah. i love this whole yeah. record there will of course be a link to the album itself mm-hmm. uh in the podcast description um for anyone who maybe is listening and is not as uh accustomed to this type of music yeah. <laughs> could you tell us a little bit about what's going on there with that piece yeah so there's a couple there's a couple of layers but the main thing that's sort of like if there's a melody line um is me improvising with um a, a thing that's called a no input mixer mm-hmm. So um, for, for people who aren't familiar, that's uh, you literally like take a take a mixing board mm-hmm. um, and take its outputs and plug those back into its inputs and play the feedback. So you right. use the EQ controls on the channel strips and the volume and what you're sending to things. And I was also like bouncing it to a harmonizer and a delay and extra distortions and all this stuff like, yeah. like you do in doing that. But it's sort of treating treating the mixer like an instrument and sort of l- playing the feedback as an instrument yeah yeah definitely. which i I'm, i've gotten i didn't do that for like a year or two because i was focusing on this which i pointed to my computer off <laughs> off screen <laughs> yeah sorry you all can't yeah. see that but, um, uh, there's and, a laptop there and a yeah, laptop here and yeah laptops everywhere laptops all over yeah um but I've, I've started getting back into doing it again because it's um I love how much attention you have to pay to it for for it to do anything right like <laughs> like if you're not it will not ever do exactly the same thing again. Right. It's very unpredictable. Yeah. And it will also like, it's so sensitive to even like how hot the room you're in can change how, like how, how signal flows and therefore gets blown up because it's just feedback. So Mm -hmm. every little thing gets exponentially scaled up. Right. Yeah. So a a mixer is not supposed to do what you're doing. No, it is not. It's not amazing for it. (laughs) If if you go too crazy, don't use your nice mixer for this. This is for Um, the, uh, the pawn shop mixer that you Well, literally, literally the pawn shop mixer. (laughs) Didn't I buy it from you? I bought it from someone. Uh, I don't think so. I was, the mixer that I use, I literally like saw it on Facebook marketplace or something. And then someone was just like, yeah, I'm like, setting up sound for a show at the Englert, come give me like $30 and I'll oh. give you this mixer. It could have been Giannis. Oh, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I have sold two mixers in my life. One to Jason Palomara, composer of the theme music you heard <laughs> yeah. at the top of this episode. And, I, and uh, one to Grace. I'm, an artist James. I've worked with before. Yeah, yeah, a lot of like JK's Jason. dance yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's another uh, yeah. thing we have in common. We've we've done dance work. Although we haven't, I don't think, ever. Together, yeah, I Never think. together. I ran sound for you once when you and Jason were part of a dance thing oh the thing at the angler at the angler. yeah 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 well maybe we should since you pointed at your laptop i did point at we my could laptop. switch over this cable here Let, let's see how that goes oh i can't mute it so let me just pull this fader down before i unplug this <laughs> very good now we didn't hear any awful sounds hey and yet. i think i be, can be prepared <laughs> well no, none of the unintentional awful sounds yeah. all right let's let's see how this goes 
<laughs> We're a little unstable here, but let's see. Yeah. So what, shouldn't have what to. Justin just did is plugged into my laptop where I have this. Um, I'm not going to explain what Max is. It's <laughs> low key, just software that I wrote, but not really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Max is a programming language for people who uh, don't like aren't yeah for people really. who don't know how c sound works yeah which is me <laughs> yeah <laughs> um which is sort of my live setup for how i how i do things live um so for example it, it often it's it's all sample and recording based so i can run i usually run a drum machine into this and like record loops live and things mm-hmm. like this but i can sort of bring up a sample um right it's doing fun nonsense right (laughs) um if i turn you're seeing this number twitching around yep so that's doing like zero crosses that's not going to mean anything to anyone (laughs) scaled a bunch of different ways it's essentially a way to generate semi-random triggers that are related to what the sound is right so you have like uh you put like a sound file into this program and now it's using that it's it's just looping that and what i can do is i can take that information and start to control like where it's panned based on that information yes if you're listening with headphones you can hear stuff left and right now it's not Um, mono and then I can start to write, do things like time stretch it, like really dramatically. And yeah, what sounds really good is if I start to include this glitch effect. I'll turn the sensitivity up so that it'll trigger. Come on do things um i can trigger it myself <laughs> so what what it's doing i'm, I'm forcing it to do it there's a thing that's listening and whenever it gets a loud enough sound it randomizes a delay effect mm-hmm. and then um probabilistically freezes or erases a freeze of a sound so it creates a layered drone under it okay yeah yeah Yeah. and that can just run by itself um the other thing the the mechanism of like freezing when you've got a delay running it's like it's taking a super small sample and looping that basically right so like what what's frozen right now is this which i can then take noise out of just be like nice pretty drums or it's just like gnarly yeah (laughs) um and then the main thing that i tend to do um i'm gonna turn this off because it can actually get out of control if i don't for right now is um right we're back to this start to play with time effects and sequence those to get pitch material and then have this sort of like random slice effect so i can slice this sample into a bunch of different tiny loops nice yeah i like that um and then use this horrible knob which introduces feedback into the control path for the audio playback so it starts to make it gnarly and then you can go all the way over (laughs) And it gives you just these little patterns, which you can find ones you like and just. Hang on on ones you like. Yeah, yeah. I like how um, it ends up making its own rhythms when you do that. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I, I, sort of, I always like like how like a thing I usually say is that like all this nonsense is, is in here already. We just like without this sort of like way of looking at it, you don't know how to find it and how to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, the other thing is in integrating just noise into the feedback, which makes it sort of sound like you're losing a radio station. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, to the point that it can just be... And I and love the... playing with radios. Oh, so yeah, and I then you can do sound. things like I can say, oh, I kind of like this. Let's go over to... The second channel say I, I i like what what's happening in the first channel i would like to record that let's record it a little louder
so now I have that as a material to do all of this same nonsense with, right? You can use what you recorded as the source sample, basically. Yeah. yeah. Add more noise, add more time stretch effects, right, things right, like right. that. It's a little denser than the original. Yeah. And um, what is what is the original sample? Because we're only so the original like the original the original it, sample right? is this. So the original sample is um is this is just a a drum track I made. Okay, um, and this is un this one's unedited. This right. is yeah. So that's what we started with, and then yeah. everything. And then it comes, and too. then you can get it to right. <laughs> kind of whatever you want very nice yeah and you've got sort of uh there's a yellow purple and a white yeah. column so it's so it's sort of like it's sort of like a dj mixer but it's three instead of two mm, okay yeah yeah and then it's sort of you blend i i do a lot of like quoting this way so a lot of like um oh is this the sample that i sorry i'm just going through is it i always forget if it's this one there was something I did in grad school that was sort of like a crude version of this Why where I was like exploring like the legality of sampling and like, Oh, that's why it's not. <laughs> I know how my machine works. Yeah. So like, this is one of my sam- favorite samples to use in the world. This is, um, the beginning of the gloss EP trans day of revenge. Okay. It's yep. just the feedback at the beginning of yeah, that yeah. record. Right. Which is again, if we're just, Slicing it around, time stretching things. <laughs> right, if I can make this really, really fast. Nice. You can start to have like, cool. This is a thing that that I can start to make a beat out of, and can start to be a track. Right. right yeah. If you wanted it to be. And you're starting with a sample that is how long? How long is that feedback? Sorry. <laughs> Oh, right, because it's still in slices. Uh, about five seconds. Right, right, yeah. yeah. So out of a five-second sample, basically what you were saying like a minute ago was like, there's a lot in that five seconds that can be developed into other things. Yeah, yeah. and especially like, if you slow this, I love how this one sounds incredibly slow, right? It's this very meditative thing at yeah. this point. It's really like Pauline Olomarosi, right? Mm-hmm. And you just be like, cool, let's grab that as a freeze and then <laughs> sort of just have this as a layer we're working with the whole time. Start to bring in like time stretch version of this effect maybe with like some delay and whatnot yeah it sounds really cool with the effects on it yeah and then you're just running right yeah it's sort of i i improvise with this right this is you, you said you know me as a guitarist but like more even more so than the guitar right like i sort of just play this patch lately mm-hmm um, because there's just so much that it does. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and you did put all this together yourself. Yeah, right? no, this is stuff I, I coded together. This uh the freeze is a patch I borrowed from from uh someone from uh Jean Francois Charles. Mm-hmm. But uh the rest of it's just me coding things, trying to figure out how all pass filters work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still kinda don't know how all pass filters work. Yeah, I am not at all a, a programming person, but I've worked in Max quite a bit. And it's mm. mostly me like looking at the forums yeah <laughs> like oh okay that's this yeah. is how someone else yeah. did this. someone I in 2014 like... had the same problem <laughs> right right <laughs> i can copy their work because they put it up here on the forum for free and then i can like adapt it to my own needs uh yeah and back when i knew like even less about this i was in a i was in a it was kind of a film music class but it was specifically about like civil rights in america and oh, art. Rad. and uh, I was like really interested in like 
sampling and like how that was sort of criminalized because it was primarily used in black music, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's, <laughs> ugh. it's a whole thing. It's so, yeah. Gross. So I was like, uh, I was doing a lot of research on that and like how, I mean, sampling is just basically illegal unless you give the original artist whatever they ask for and then yeah, they say exactly. it's okay. Yeah. And so I was thinking about the concept of like, well, what if you're sampling it in a way that it's like impossible to know what it is? So yeah. I, I was researching like, what's the shortest amount of like, how short can a sample be or how long can it be before you recognize it as pulled from somewhere else? Yeah. Before you have to pay someone for right. it. So I basically wrote a patch that I could put a whole song into mm-hmm. and it would cut it up into bits that are like shorter than you can recognize with mm-hmm. the human like memory and ear yeah and just letting it sort of like make yeah. its own piece and rhythms out of sort of like what chunks. what is the critical band of a song right yeah <laughs> like, basically yeah and but if you yeah. get like multiple of those tiny chunks do you start to recognize it oh yeah if you pull enough of them like did you, you did that was that your experience of it i'm so curious I, at the time i like did a demonstration of it in class with like what were the highest charting songs at the time and tried mm-hmm. and nobody was able to tell like what I was using. So rad. However I programmed it, it like wasn't enough. Oh, who's the, is it Laura Steenberg? There's some LA composer who, who has this, who has a patch that does like it transcribes pop songs and gives you notation, but it's not very good. <laughs> so it gives you like, really complexity nested tuplets nonsense but then it's just like uptown funk (laughs) (laughs) it has a whole like band this was this is probably years ago at this point that just like tries to play those (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) well yeah i mean the the way that we look at music on a page is actually like so simplified from what a performance is actually going to be that yeah the program is like actually trying to really like precisely replicate what it hears probably yeah and it just and that's just not how humans it's just impossible listen yeah. or see right <laughs> yeah. yeah um oh yeah the patch that i was talking about that i made it's called the violator Ooh, <laughs> what's you, yours this you one is called untitled number two <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> uh, because there's a version of this called untitled number one which is just the little feedback piece and right, no yeah. other things you extrapolated from there yeah, yeah. The one that I primarily use for, like, when I accompany, like, an improvisation dance class is called Lupita. Uh-huh. Like, L-O-O-P, Lupita. Yeah, yeah. Named after the uh, little girl from the, I think, Spanish movie, uh, Santa Claus. That's a gap. <laughs> it, I don't know that one. <laughs> it, was on a, it was on Mystery Science Theater, so uh, ah, that's, that's how I saw that. I don't know. I've, like, never watched MSD3K. Yeah. I, people, people talk about it constantly, and I never have any idea what anyone's talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, a certain type of person is very into it, uh, and I'm kind of that person. But it's also a time commitment because every episode is, you know, movie length. Yeah, right. Who, who has that kind of time anymore? I don't know. I'm definitely a four-hour video essay person. <laughs> so. Yeah. I did watch the, <laughs> the Snyder Cut of the Justice League, which oh, was also four oh. hours. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, the, the idea of Mystery Science Theater 3K is also somewhat analogous to what we're talking about now. Yeah. Where it's like making something new out of a thing that someone else already made. Yeah. And, and sort of... It's interesting because, like, I don't know what your approach to this is, but, like, all, all of these samples I, I feel a lot of, of things about, right? A, mm. a sample doesn't make it into the live setup if I don't, These are like, meaningful, too. These are meaningful. It's, yeah. it's right, stuff like Trans Day of Revenge. There, there's, even if, even, th- these ones are often explicitly not recognizable, but, like, I'll throw, like, a bar of Whole New World from Sophie's <laughs> album in there, right? Yeah. Um, or, um, like one chord from a Pauline Oliveros thing, right? Or, um, God, as much as I kind of hate Team Dresh as a band, I pull a lot of samples from Personal Best. What band is that? Team Dresh, who were like an, an, an early queer core band, okay. sort of That's riot, riot girl adjacent. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> the, do what's you know about the Pansy Division? Yeah. Okay. It's a para- similar. <laughs> yeah. They were coming around at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The what's the 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 album? Not the album. the The title track of the album, not even title track. I can say words. The first track of the album is just called like Fagitarian and Dyke or something, right? And you're just like, hell yeah, let's go. Yeah, edgy, um, badass. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, really wish that uh, 
Kaya wasn't kind of a turf, but you mm. know, that's yeah. life. Unfortunately, that's the nineties. A little bit of that in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's rampant. I don't know. <laughs> um, what, uh, this maybe this is too big of a question. What uh, do you have any like grand schemes for like how projects I, you want to complete in your life? Um, I want to actually put out a book. Mm. Um, I, I mentioned the water will come. You mentioned it in the it's in your in, bio. In the yeah. bio. Yeah. I want to finally put the first bunch of that out as a book. Um, so those are uh, sort of my response my my way of thinking about sort of similar to like Pauline Oliveira's text pieces or like Yoko Ono like those grapefruit pieces mm, things sure. like that is sort of my or even like Stockhausen's from the seven days I think mm. about a lot in these um which is Stockhausen from the seven days are pieces that will just like play a sound until it fades into the distance and turns into a sunset like gently shimmering fire or right, something right, right? yeah and I it's just like hell sure. yeah <laughs> let's go you were high in german and it was the 60s <laughs> yeah um, i i actually don't know a ton the about last your, one of those text work yeah so um should, yeah, i can i i don't have your wi-fi passwords so. oh. oh no wait no i just have a pdf what am i talking about okay um but yeah this is something that you've uh gotten increasingly into recently right not or not even okay. so i've been doing these since like 2016 okay but they've become much more of like how I talk about my music lately, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah, which is a challenge for a lot of people. How to like why talk about this stuff? You know. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just it's so so a lot of a lot of my work will start off as as these. Right. Where the fuck is it? It's one of those things that I have like the water will come February twenty twenty three. The water will come April twenty twenty three. It's mm -hmm. just like what which one do i even look at anymore here we go yeah right here you can see there's like how many different versions of this i see a uh, two in parentheses there that's oh you yeah know you're in trouble at that point yeah and then <laughs> the dark precursor to lose and artistic research immediately <laughs> after <laughs> never read to lose it will ruin you as a human yeah well i'm yeah i'm safe from that i haven't uh haven't hurt myself in that way yeah but it's sort of a lot of like brief text things and so like this is the first one i ever wrote in 2015 which was for a score for a play actually mm -hmm. it's part of a music and we're looking for a play. at a 53 page pdf right now so. yeah i think there's one it's longer than this now there are there are 52 in the first volumes there's one for every week of the year mm. um nice because good way to organize I, it i like <laughs> formats like that yeah, right yeah. just like seven so you can do one every day of a week or mm -hmm. 52 right units like that the cycles we live our life in yeah so it's it's a piece called break the circle and it's sort of five chunks of text that say find the center form circles around the center let the circles intersect begin to collapse the circle destroy the circle realize the center and that's a form and then it's like displayed on the page in ways that if a performer is looking at it or if i'm trying to remember it if i'm playing it live and be like oh yeah it does a little like curve there it has yeah yeah blocks and pieces the and shape it's split the, up yeah the lines there mm -hmm. yeah and sort of they they start off really simply like that uh so trinitite was what you played earlier is one of these Oh, really? Um, okay. That's actually very interesting to know. Yeah, is, make a is, connection there. yeah, is this one? So it's in like three segments and it's about like rock and fire and monoliths and things. Right. Um, so, you know, most, you know, most people think of written music as like notes yeah. on a staff, but uh, you are starting with text. Yeah, yeah starting with text, yeah. like purely, purely what, what is the vibe and sort of how, like meaning, meaningfully, what, what is the emotional place you're, I, I'm coming from in thinking about this work and how does this work physically sit in how I think in how I'm picturing it, right? Mm -hmm. And like I rarely care that much of like as someone who's who's into Justin Intonation is into like, well, you actually need to play this pitch 31 cents off from where you're playing it. <laughs> uh -huh. That's rarely important in the grand scheme of things, right? Like yeah, yeah. like I use I use just intonation to just be like, oh, you're playing this seventh, which means that you're listening for your note to the viola. So you have to be paying attention to that person to know where you are in the piece. That is the important part of using that for me, not mm -hmm. like this pitch is exactly right. It's right, right, you're right. you're paying attention where I want you to be directing your attention as a performer. Right. 
and and the overall sound of just intonation is like so cool yeah it's it's just uh i mean maybe maybe not everyone would hear it immediately but like it's Mm -hmm. just sort of like more pleasing intervals than, than equal temperament yeah and so it's sort of it starts off as this a lot of like repetition this was me thinking about um, Alvin Lucier, who I am so proud to have gotten oh, I, a chance to work with in my I, life. <laughs> I forgot I was going to open our podcast today by saying I am sitting in my living room. <laughs> I'm sitting in my living room. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot to say that. Uh, so you got to work with uh, Alvin Lucier. I got to work with him. I got to play a show with the Ever Present Orchestra back in like 2017. Very cool. Um, he yeah. seemed uh, like a very nice guy from what I He was I've a heard. really lovely man. Yeah, yeah. But this, uh, this, I think, uh, you know, like writing out like images that you are trying to evoke or just like feelings that you want to express mm-hmm. in, in a very abstract type of music, like what we heard on, on mm-hmm. Trinitite, uh, it makes more sense, I think, to write a piece like this if you want it to sound like that. Yeah. Then to do the traditional, you know, five lines. Yeah, <laughs> right. The five lines doesn't doesn't like Although like, you do right, have right like here, every so. once in a while there's <laughs> yeah. five lines, but then there's like a joke about Pete Seeger and how windy it always is, right? So it's like what the fuck even is this? <laughs> um so yeah. you started you started working this way, you said in like two thousand sixteen. In two thousand sixteen, uh-huh. I was getting I was uh I had a, an ensemble for a little bit. We we called ourselves This Machine. So Pete Seeger, right? Mm-hmm. So we called ourselves This Machine and yeah. sort of like... The implication being yeah, that the, the machine killed... The implication is that this machine, this machine kills fascists and this machine, machine surrounds hate and forces it to surrender. Nice. And it's sort of like, we like both of these things and this is how we construct ourselves as artists. Let's sort of vibe on that. And in the same way of like, what are ways that I can invite people into playing the music that i that i play and thinking about music like i do right this is this isn't even up to date the cool ones aren't in here at the moment um because <laughs> there's been a lot there's been a lot that are just like spit blood at people and set your house on fire lately <laughs> oh are you um, upset about something <laughs> yeah what could i possibly be upset about um but in that sort of like pete seeger how do you include everyone in what you're doing how do you invite people into the work and make the listener just as much as part as performing and all the other people who are on stage just as much as just as much as part of listening as Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. and these sort of ways of working with text are sort of how i started doing that instead of you know writing out a weird little lead sheet for a out there experimental thing it's just like no here's some words Mm -hmm. you guys know what to do we're friends right right Yeah. yeah Yeah, maybe not everyone could come at this and and have a successful performance. Yeah, but I think a lot of people can. These are definitely like even as as a composer, like these these are my works that get played the most. Yeah, these are the ones people play. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's this and the violin viola duet are my are my like <laughs> things that people actually like perform. Yeah, yeah. How does how does that happen? Do you think like, um, are you sending it to them or are they finding you and in? interested yes and yeah much more a lot more people finding me which is that's great cool. that yeah. that that's just like oh people vibe with this this is incredible this that's is great, yeah. how how things happen um but i i i always like kind of jokingly submit these to call you ever see like calls for scores or whatever this like we'll submit everything is like we'll 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 read anything <laughs> bet right <laughs> <laughs> how about i send you uh yeah how about piece. i yeah. txt <laughs> yeah exactly like <laughs> if it's literally a text file my only work um, with text like has been very like specific a list of actions i haven't i haven't done so mm -hmm. much of this uh kind of poetic work yeah i like those lists well i like some of it is right i i i I sometimes touch on list of action stuff because it works right or like this one which is called uh murmuration parenthesis there are too many poems about birds (laughs) um it has like here here's a chunk of text here's how you read through it the first time here's how you read through it the second time does like there is some of that in there there's less and less as time has gone on right this is how i was kind of writing in 2018 compared to like now yeah you're a little bit more giving directions yeah now it's more open-ended interpretive purely vibes based (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. i I like i like uh the thought that like a lot of people don't do pieces like this like aren't doing this kind of work but i think most people could exactly if they wanted to yeah. i think i think most people are capable of of performing yeah. this kind of music well and i think and i think honestly a lot of people 
Right. I don't know about you as a, as a musician, but an, an idea for a piece rarely starts as, okay, so there's a B flat there. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's mm-hmm. just, it, it more starts as like, oh, I am really, really thinking about that time I went to my brother's graduation in Santa Cruz and I couldn't sleep the night before, so I got up really early and locked, walked along the, the cliff along the water mm-hmm. and sort of thought about life. Mm-hmm. And I'm remembering that and I'm thinking about that, right? Instead of, okay, but that was a couple of chords and then that sort of, if instead of thinking like, how do I put make a sound that evokes that, just focusing on the thing you want to evoke and describing that for yourself and sort of, putting your own like you, you're not removing yourself from that memory and so this is right, sort of like right. how how i remember the emotional place that i was in at yeah, that point in yeah time, things like that okay earlier i used the word abstract yeah but honestly this is sort of less abstract. sort of not right <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's it's sort of it's sort of an, an, an attempt um uh i more artist statement bullshit i've used the <laughs> phrase i think it, i think the bio says like radical intimacy or something yeah right? something yeah. like that it's in there in in sort of in sort of like the the sound for me is a lot of um a, a place to be with yourself and these emotions yeah raw vulnerable intimacy raw vulnerable the intimacy the phrase yeah. i mean um but but in a like it's it's rough it's difficult stuff mm-hmm. um for for me right there's there's things in here about my um history with self-harm there's things in here about like a lot of negative internal direction and things like that and it's sort of the sound gives me a way to actually relate to that experience and actually like be inside it without that just just hurting right okay things like that yeah a way for you to reflect on that yeah uh process exactly process that part of your past yeah yeah and and think of yourself as a process right like you are a thing that doesn't stop happening until you stop happening yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's one way to think about it uh well we've we've almost hit an hour now and we've only heard a little bit of music um yeah i i always try to end this with with some music so if you have anything in mind we can get that ready but before we stop um what do you have coming up aside from the March 4th show, which we've aside already mentioned from the March 4th show. I am looking at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a show, um, just got announced yesterday on March 23rd, um, at purgatory, um, oh, yeah. with, um, past heaven who are incredible um i have yet to see them but i oh they're so good uh, good like missed a lot of shoegazy emo all the stuff you want to be in there vibes <laughs> yeah. um me uh this world is not kind it's their Which first new show band. new yeah. band mm-hmm. incredibly excited and then the world in broken glass who are an incredible screamo band it's going to be a, a good night they're touring right yeah they're the touring band. where are they from yeah sure i don't know i don't, remember. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> but that that'll be a, a yeah. fun sort of eclectic mix that'll be cool yeah, yeah. i i love i love playing on those like punk shows right yeah. it's incredible to 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 that the scene has overlap like that and mm-hmm. that right like it, the yeah. the show at true coffee la- at, at time of recording last weekend right yeah, yeah. that like true commando was on oh right? yeah, like, yeah yeah incredible yeah. Someone who does like well with yeah with that group yeah. noisy breakbeaty like hardcore jungle everything in there and then you know boot camp yeah, like yeah. that, that he, he that's a, a show at, that uh, happens a lot is incredible yeah he did a set at a pokey fest that it was yeah really fun he just no. had like a column of like gear <laughs> yeah yeah right that was just like i i played with him um uh, the the Fimi Brew things that wolf eyes was on was oh, me, right. me him and wolf eyes right and that right, was like right, right. That was a great. That yeah. was so funny because like a bunch of people showed up to that not expecting Wolf Eyes to be old noise dudes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just like yeah. That was my first time ever seeing them live. Oh, although, they're great. You know they've been around forever. Yeah. Uh, is that was a much more uh, like relaxed set than I expected. Yeah. Them. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we got no, them. it was very chill. That was March fourth at uh, Cloud House. March 29th at Purgatory. Purgatory. March twenty third at Purgatory. Twenty third. Sorry. And then. Um, April sixth is the Saturday of. Um, oh yeah, you're playing Mission Creek. Yeah, Mission Creek. Yeah. Um, I am playing Saturday night of Mission Creek at uh, Gabe's. Cool. Yeah. Have you played Gabe's before? 
downstairs. I've never played upstairs before. Cool. Um, well, Crystal be great. is a wonderful person to work with. Yeah, no, I love, I, yeah. I love Crystal. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm incredibly excited for that. Uh, vaguely surreal. Cause I'm defending my dissertation the day before that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be like, I am going to die. Yeah. And then there is this show and then rise <laughs> yeah. again. From yeah. The <laughs> yeah. Rise again from the ashes somehow more bitter than before. Yeah. You, you may, <laughs> you may be expressing yeah. some more, yeah. uh, negative yeah. feelings in that yeah, set right <laughs> they've signed the paper there's nothing they can do about it <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> uh anything else that you want people to pay attention to or look at uh follow me on instagram because that's where i put most of my stuff just m denny underscore music mm-hmm. um that's also where you find my my new special interest obsession is all uh, all of the details on all of the anti-trans bills that are happening. And so yes. if you want to find things out about that, you will also get that by yeah, following Emma has me been, on Instagram. Emma has been doing a great job yeah. uh, keeping up with all that and explaining it to anyone who can't read the like intentionally vague and ambiguous legalese that goes into legislative bills. Yeah. <laughs> And if you're listening to this, like you're probably you probably have some interest in politics, and you probably yeah. like trans people. Yeah. So I think I, that I can't imagine a person who listens to Rock Hard Caucus who is like apolitical. That would be an interesting right. person if you're out there. <laughs> Reach out, um, <laughs> Detective Ian Mallory. <laughs> yeah, hello, Ian. I am sure you are probably listening to this now. Sup, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, I mentioned a show I'm playing on March 20th. Um, I, I'll put my shows at justinkcomer.com slash shows. And I, I know there's a couple others in March that aren't finalized yet. So if yeah. you're interested in hearing me play a radio and a saxophone, probably uh, justinkcomer.com slash shows will be the details. Do we have an idea of something we should end with? Yeah. Um, Breaker is good or the last piece I will write on this piano. But the last piece I'll write on this piano is long well let's go with breaker and not yeah <laughs> uh where where can i find that uh it's it's on it's an ep it's just a it's a two track it's with that and um and that's on your band camp yeah right? it's on my band camp right. there's another the other track on there is called eternal pilgrim which is the name of a magic card because that's the kind of human being i am <laughs> <laughs> oh there it is yes yeah. breaker and eternal pilgrim which are on an EP called Pasts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which you released in 2022. I did. And I got to switch this uh, cable back over to my laptop. Oh, to do good. This. I am working on a new thing. So uh, the the stuff that I was sort of messing around with, with the patch and, and sort of that live setup, I don't, I don't have a record of that yet. There will be a tape at um, Mission Creek that will exist. <laughs> Great. Buy, buy a tape at Gabe's. Everyone loves to buy tapes at Gabe's, right? It'll be a great opportunity. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just buy tapes, period. Yeah. And then, like, rip them out of the casing and cut them into pieces and make new <laughs> things out of them. <laughs> yeah. That's the process. That's art, baby. Um, all right. I got Breaker here ready to go. Uh, you can find this at mdenny.bandcamp.com. Uh, I'm sure that you can see the title of this episode, and you can see that Denny is spelled D-E-N-N-E-Y. All right, so you can go find this stuff, and you you can even yeah. give her money for it if you like. I would, in fact, love if you gave me yeah. money for it. Everyone needs money. To, it pays for goods and services. That's right, yeah. To stay alive, unfortunately, <laughs> money is required. So let's go out with Breaker by M. Denny. Thank you, Emma, for, for coming over and having this conversation with Anytime. me. Anytime. This was a fun time. Yeah. Here's Breaker. Goodbye, everybody.
Thank you.